0: What's going on, All Day Buffalo podcast fans, Buffalo Bills fans, all of you, how are you doing? I am recording on this fine Tuesday. So with what I'm about to talk about, if I miss anything that is has happened um, up until Thursday on the release of this episode, um, don't blame me. I'm doing this in advance so I can go back over it and kind of um, edit it. And make sure that it sounds pretty good for you guys. So I do it a couple days in advance. That means I might miss something that happens Wednesday if it does. But today we are ranking the moves that the Bills have done this offseason so far. That goes for cuts, releases, restructures, extensions, signings, all that stuff. So it's going to be a cool episode. Um, I made my list of about eight moves that we've made. I'm pretty sure that's all of them up to this point, uh, but we will go over all the moves in no particular order first. So, without further ado, we have Cutting John Brown. That was a big one that definitely pulled on the heartstrings of Buffalo Bills fans. I know it pulled on mine. That was a very, very sad thing to see, but NFL's a business. Things have to be done, moves have to be made. And John Brown was unfortunately a casualty we had to we had to to make room for. We had to make room for other signings, um, so we weren't above the cap um, at this point in the offseason. So it was the right move, but a sad move. Uh, next up, signing Matt Milano, a huge play by Brandon Bean. I was. Almost shocked by this when I saw this. I was excited. Um, I don't know how Bean does it, but he, he knows how to move that money around the right way. I think he's probably got a financial advisor friend that can help him out along the way. But uh, this was a great move. So we'll see where that ranks uh, coming up soon. Next is signing John Feliciano to a three-year $17 million contract. I was super, super excited about this one as well i um, not as excited about the next topic I about to talk about, but I think it's very, very important that we keep this guy around. He's a, he's a mesh guy. You know, he's, he's such a part of this team and he's uh, part of this tight knit group that we have. So I think that it's really, really a great thing that we got to resign uh, John Feliciano to a very cheap deal uh, which helps us out a lot. And if we want to go guard in the draft. He's not giving us so much dead money that it's almost painful to sit him and not utilize him. Next, we have signing Daryl Williams. Uh, Daryl Williams signed a three-year, $28.2 million contract, and I think he deserves every single penny of it. I'm so excited for Daryl Williams after coming off an injury, coming off a down year in Carolina, uh, getting his second or third chance in Buffalo. I'm just so glad that he was able to make the most of it, and now he's uh, he's getting paid for that, all that hard work that he put in, um, and I'm just excited to see what he does next year. Um, next move I saw was signing Tyler Medakevich. Uh This is a cool one, I think. I didn't really expect this because we kept Andre Smith, and he's they're kind of like the same special teams-ish uh, players, you know. But I, I like this move. It's cheap. It's, uh, he's, he's a very reliable special teamer. So I thought that was a great move again by Bean. Uh, and I think you'll notice I, through this whole thing, the fact that Brandon Bean really hasn't made a bad move yet. Uh, all of the things that have been going on in Bill's free agency, Bill's offseason right now, have been really, really solid moves by uh, Mr. Bean himself. So next... Another tough one for Bills fans to swallow was cutting Andre Roberts um, and then him going on to the Texans on a two-year $5.95 million deal. I think he deserves his money. He is a exceptional kick returner, and I truly do wish him the best in Houston. I hope they can uh, find some success. However, they may try and find it because I'd like to see um, him play well Um, and for maybe a pretty decent team, uh, Jefferson was also released, uh, freeing up some cap space and Vernon Butler was restructured another way to free up cap space. So that was really cool. I, I, I kind of see, I saw Quentin Jefferson, that release kind of coming, um, Vernon Butler, I thought would probably be released too, but that restructure helps us out a lot. He'll be used for depth, most likely with star coming back, um, Ed Oliver will probably go edge in the draft or maybe in free agency with what's coming up. Uh, there are still a couple guys that we could take, but like Carl Lawson, um, those big namers that we had talked about last week are no longer available for us. So we'll see what Brandon Bean does um, with that edge position, which will be very, very interesting. And lastly, the move, one of the moves that I was the most excited about. Uh, the extension of Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde will be in Buffalo for another three years at least. Uh, that dynamic duo of Poirier and Hyde in the back um, of this defense, which is always exciting to watch, will be around for another three years so that it's very, very exciting. And with more exciting news coming up, we are going to start ranking our moves, ranking the Buffalo Bills moves from... The beginning of free agency, the beginning of the off season, all that stuff, all those moves that I just listed off, we will be ranking from eight being the worst move, I guess, even though all of them aren't really the worst, um, to one, which will be my favorite move. So without further ado, let's get it started. Number eight is Andre to the Texans. This was a tough one um, because... Andre seemed like the perfect return man for us. You know, he set up Josh Allen, this offense so well. Uh, I said it last week and maybe even the week before, but I, it it just seemed like every time he touched the ball, he always could make something special out of what seemed like nothing or what seemed like a play that, or what seemed like a kick that should be just need in the back of the end zone. Uh, But he, he always found a way to Houdini himself up to the 35, 40, 30-yard 30 line and give Josh and the offense really, really good field position, which I think is a lot of the reason why we were so potent scoring this year. Um, that field position can help so much, and we're going to really need to find someone who can do that job, maybe not as well as Andre could because that really was his specialty, but someone that can at least – you know, be a band aid for that, and and make some solid plays and some spectacular plays when well, we need them on that kick return offense or on that kick return team. And we see guys like, I mean, we we got one in our own house. We got Isaiah McKenzie. We'll see if he gets re-signed. Uh, but we see guys like Cordero Patterson, um, who we know is a beast. I remember him on the the Vikings, him on the Bears. He, he's He's a, he's a, he's an electrifying player for sure. He's a, uh, he's got all a whole bunch of touchdowns and um, that would be cool to see him in Buffalo, but I'm not trying to make any predictions right now. Uh, that is just one name that I've seen um, and a, real, a a solid name uh, to say the least. So that's all I got on Andre to the Texans. I wish him the best. I really, really do. Um, any bills player that leaves, I'll always wish them the best. Uh, they always deserve Uh, extended success throughout their career coming up next though is number seven and it's re-signing Tyler Medikevich. like I said I like this one this one was good it's also just kind of like a a non-flashy move you know just a kind of a guy that you you need to re-sign because he does have an impact where he plays Uh, he's not gonna should be showing up on highlight reels you're not gonna see him on the Sports Center top 10 um every morning but he does his job he does it well and he's a he's a cheap player to keep around so you you might as well do it um he's not like i said he's not gonna break the bank so you can you can deal with that one so that's number seven just because it's not a flashy move um nothing nothing too crazy there but number six was cutting John Brown. And I put this at six because it made me sad. <laughs> um, cutting John Brown was a tough one to see because John Brown was so vital to the 2019 offense. Uh, he, he really, I think, was one of the people that kind of helped Josh grow out of his shell and and grow into a, a better quarterback than what he was in his rookie season. Uh, when In his rookie season, when he had no weapons at all, that he gets John Brown, who's like a, a B plus list weapon, and John Brown then plays like a, an A list weapon. Um, he he surpassed my expectations um, after coming from Baltimore to the Buffalo Bills, and he he was he was just an absolute beast. There's just so many deep balls and and wide receiver screens that I I remember seeing that were just electrifying because he's so fast. Um, he can get behind that defense and my favorite play of the 2019 season for sure was him burning Stefan Gilmore uh that was just a beautiful route when he cuts out and then back in and you just see Gilmore go flying off the screen um because he just broke him so bad catches it over the middle um Josh throws an, an absolute dime to him and he walks it into the end zone um and then hits his dance in the back of the New England end zone which was just a amazing and it fired me up like crazy because at that point i think we had the lead in that game and uh we still hadn't beat the patriots in a long time or we were just uh, past the past 20 years our record against the patriots is just so bad whenever we go up against them whenever we go up and score against them it's just it's just so lit um so that one was a tough one it was sad like i said though earlier in the episode it had to happen I saw it coming from a mile away. If we wanted to re-sign a guy like Matt Milano and give Daryl Williams the money that he deserves, um, he had to go. Really, I, I kind of wish that the whole situation went a little better. I, I, I saw a tweet about how John Brown was basically talking about the fact that he didn't hear anything from the Bills about this. He he had no heads up, um, but in reality, who you know. If you get fired from a job they don't they don't really tell you they don't tell you two weeks in advance hey i'm going to fire you so um get ready you know it's a business it's a job like all, all, all of ours and it's tough but um i wish john brown the best i know a lot of bills mafia does there's a lot of great clips a lot of great highlights that he gave us so we will always be thankful for your services john brown thank you very very much um and I'm sorry you had to be a cut casualty this year, but um, I hope you find success on whatever team decides to sign you upcoming in the 2021 season. So yes, enough of the sad stuff. Everything from five down is a lot more exciting. Um, so top five, number five is Quentin Jefferson getting released slash Vernon Butler restructuring his contract. Um, Quentin Jefferson probably kind of saw it coming he wasn't going to probably stay around till for after this year um, because star is coming back and, and um, star is someone that brings a, a lot more of a, a demanding nature to himself. So that's a big one. Um, big for cap space. It definitely freed up a lot of money for us to make a bigger move, like signing Matt Milano back. Um, and vernon restructuring same exact thing that is just another way to get more money available for the bills to use um, and utilize on guys that they want to sign guys that they want to re-sign, and guys that they want to extend um so the vernon restructure Quentin jefferson to be released i liked it i put it in the middle because it had a release component to it but the move was right um that it's not a bad move by any means so we're not going to miss quentin jefferson um, on the defensive line too, too much. Um, so yeah, that's number five. Number four, the big man, Mongo Feliciano is back. Mongo is back on a three year, $17 million contract. That is pennies. I believe. Um, I think that's a very, very good contract for him. If he plays well and he keeps playing well, maybe he can get a little more in the future. Um, but I think this is the perfect, this is the perfect amount of money for him uh, being hit at the, the nail right on the head with this. I think keeping him around was imperative because he has a great chemistry with Josh. He's got a solid chemistry with Singletary and Moss. He knows those two guys. Um, and hopefully he'll be able to maybe school a, a guard that they take in the draft and, and at the worst, Feliciano can be used for depth. If we get a beast in the draft, like a Wyatt Davis in the draft, um, and he somehow takes Feliciano's spot or takes Cody Ford's spot, um, it could be big either way, you know? So like he could be used for depth. He could be used for grooming. He he knows the NFL. He's been around for a little while. um, And all that type of stuff helps out with rookies a lot in the long run and in the short term. Uh, so, I love, 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 love the John Feliciano re signing. Next up at number four, Dar- or at number three, Darrell Williams gets the money that he deserves. Just like I said, man, this guy is an absolute beast at his position. I, he really came out and surprised me last year. I didn't really know too much about him, I did a little more research found out that he came off a pretty bad knee injury, I believe, and was kind of looking for a second chance in Buffalo. Um, And a guy like Brandon Bean knew him and is the type of guy that's going to take the chance um, on a guy that he knows has potential and that knows he might still have some gas left in him. So he re-signs him or he signs him to like a prove-it-to-me deal uh, last season. And he totally proved it to us. <laughs> he helped so much in the run game when we could get it going. He was one of our more efficient run blockers, um, and also a solid pass protector. And we know how important it is on the in the tackle spots. We have Deion Dawkins covering Josh's blind side very, very well. Um, but that front side, even though Josh can see that rush coming from the from hit from his right side, um, it's very important that he is that Daryl Williams is able to create the pocket from the outside um, and give Josh a clean pocket to step up in or step around or step out um, and just make those movements by Josh Allen more predictable for him. uh, So he's not just kind of scrambling around in the backfield, but um, Daryl Williams, three years, 28.2 million. I am so excited to see him in Buffalo for another three years I hope he doesn't re-injure anything. I I think he's I think he's really going to be great. He's going to be great for this team. Um, and yeah, that's I mean that's really all I got to say about Daryl Williams. So number 2, we're coming down to the top 2. The Micah Hyde extension is my second favorite move of this offseason so far. Uh this was awesome, man. I didn't see this coming. I know that I knew that he was supposed to be a free agent coming up uh, next season after the twenty twenty one season, and I was just super super hyped to see this because Micah Hyde is such a vital part of this defense. Without Micah Hyde, I don't. He he takes away, or he ta- he he is part of our identity so much that if we took him out. I think that the identity of the defense would, would be either gone or completely or like extremely lacking. Um, so this Micah Hyde extension was massive, a huge play by Brandon Bean kind of coming out of the dark with this one. Um, and it, it, it was just exciting. It, Bill's mafia was fired up about it. Um, so was I and seeing, being able to see Poyer and, and Hyde stick around for a little bit longer uh, together, it's gonna it's gonna be really really awesome. Um, they're they're great for each other. They 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 work well for each other. They're great over the top, helping on defense. They're both great tacklers. We know that Jordan Poyer is that kind of potent defender, um, the guy that's gonna get up into the backfield, stop the running back for a three yard loss from that safety position, which is a huge and a very important player to have on your team. Um, and then you have Micah Hyde, who's a solid coverage guy and can also make those those tackles. Um, both these guys can move up in the box. They can play closer to the line of scrimmage and be effective. They can pull out deep, and they can be effective there as well. I, they're two very versatile safeties, um, and you need that safety play is very very overlooked in my opinion. And I mean, when when you when you look for the best safety duos in the league. You, you got to think that Poyer and, and Hyde are top three, top two. And, and I would put them at one, in my opinion, they're, they're, they're the most underrated and they're the best at what they do Uh, in that duo. You know, like you isolate one of them, take one off the team, you take Hyde off the team or you take Poyer and you leave just one of them there and sign somebody else. I don't think it's the same. I don't think the defense plays the same. I don't think there's the tenacity that we can play with. um, When we see that, I know that there's certain games when it seems like the bills come out flat, but it all seems like it it revolves around those guys in the back. Um, And it also revolves around Matt Milano, who I'm going to, I'm going to get to, I don't know if I gave that away or if the entire list gave it away, but Matt Milano's signing was huge too, but, Staying with Micah Hyde, I I loved it. Um, He is not overpaid on this extension at all. This also helps free up money um, in the long term. Um, He is in the 2021. He is a dead cap hit of 10.2 million, and as his season seasons progress on 2022, he's a five million dead cap hit, and in 2023 is a $2.5 million dead cap hit. So it keeps getting lower and that kind of gives the bills more flexibility with money further down the road. Um, I don't have too much more to say about our guy, Micah Hyde, but other than the fact that I'm just super excited to see him back. So it all comes down to this number one, my favorite move of the off season so far is the re-signing of Matt Milano. And I loved his tweet when he re-signed. He had the Wolf of Wall Street uh, clip of DiCaprio when he's in the – or B- Belfort in the show or in, in the movie. But um, when he's up on stage talking to all of his employees and he's like, I'm not fucking leaving. And everyone gets fired up. It's like exactly how Bill's Mafia was when we saw that Matt Milano was coming back. He's not fucking leaving. He is here and he's here to stay and he wanted to stay. And that was, that was the thing. That was, that was kind of crazy to me. You know, I, I, I kind of thought he was out. I thought he, he didn't want to stick around. Um, and it made me so happy to see that he wanted to stay. He said, Buffalo is the, the the city he wants to play for. I don't even know if he tested out free agency. It seemed like this was a quick move. Um, I think Buffalo fits him perfectly. It's the, the team that gave him his shot coming out of BC. He was an absolute stud at Boston college comes out of the draft with the Buffalo bills and is an absolute beast. And, and you gotta, you gotta kind of stick with the team that gave you that shout, especially when you're coming off, coming out of a school that isn't like the Bama's or the Clemson's of the world, you know, BC isn't the greatest football team, at least in this era, but he comes to Buffalo and it seems like he loves it. And, and he loves playing for this defense. And this defense is also so reliant on Matt Milano. And I think that he likes that. I think that he likes the fact that his presence is felt so much and, and, I think I might've said this in the first episode or I've said this before somewhere, but you see the importance of Matt Milano when he's not on the field, just as much as you see it when he is on the field. It seems like when Matt Milano is off the field, it's just the defense is a little more chaotic. It doesn't seem as, as under wraps as it always is. And you're just missing a link and, and, And Milano is that link. He is one of the strongest links of this defense. Um, And bringing him back was imperative to keeping a solid defense. And now we have that duo of Tremaine and Matt Milano, which is I am predicting will be outstanding this upcoming season. I think Tremaine is going to take an even bigger step than what most people want him to, to, uh, than what most people think he will do he is 22 23 so he'll probably be turning 24 coming up soon 23 or 24 he's young he's a physical specimen and he is ready to eat alongside Matt Milano and I am so excited about it uh it's going to be good and i i just uh, to overview it all i love the moves by Brandon Bean Brandon Bean killed it this off season with the moves um, so far. And it seems like he wants to keep this team intact as much as he can. So all these re-signings and the limited cuts and the the, the signings for cheap, it seems like he's kind of trying to preserve the core that, that the Bills had in 2020. That was so effective um you know like he's going with that if it's not if it ain't broke don't fix it approach you know and i like that i like that about brandon bean he he's going to stick to his guns he's going to stick to his guys he knows that these guys are great competitors that they have a a strong team chemistry and they're going to come out hungry they 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 took a hard loss in the afc uh, championship game to the kansas city chiefs and they're all going to want to beat the ass off of the Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming year, we play them in the regular season, and we'll get to play them in the playoffs, I'm sure, at some point. But this team's gonna come back hungry, and keeping those guys, keeping that hungry, that hungry attitude together is just gonna be perfect and it's gonna be massive for this team. So, with all that, with all those ranks from eight to one, that is all I got. That is everything that I've seen so far uh regarding the bills in the off season. like i said man brandon bean is doing really really well so far as 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 free agency has been open for about a day and a half uh at the time of this recording bean hasn't made a single move and a lot of people are like bean when are you going to wake up from your nap when are you going to when are you going to do this when you hey calm down bean's got a plan bean is going to make the right moves bean is going to make the plays that he needs to make. And um, I have the utmost faith in, in him and, and, and that he can do that. And he will build a great roster for us. I don't see any dumb decisions that he'll make. I, I can't even really think of an extremely, an extremely dumb one that he could make um, other than like signing a linebacker or something. But I, you know, this guy's smart. He knows the NFL. He knows how to spend the money the right way. Um, and he will get this done for us, uh, for Bills Mafia and for the Buffalo Bills. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. This has been episode three of the All Day Buffalo podcast. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to talk Bills signings and offseason moves. Um, I'd love to know your ranking of these uh, moves. If you want to DM me, if you want to at me on Twitter, all that type of stuff, uh, let me know. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a super exciting off season. A lot of plays are being made by other teams in the ASC East, but uh, we will keep you updated on that on the built in Buffalo Twitter page. So go follow us at built in Buffalo underscore, and you can follow me at all day, Buffalo, also on Twitter, um, come join the fun. We're having a good time. We're, we're we're keeping up. We're keeping track with all the moves going down. So follow us. Follow me, um, and keep listening to the show. So thank you very much. And as always, go Bills. Later, y'all.